Hollow Cult, we all know that the internet is not a safe place, especially when you're in our line of work. We're constantly looking up nefarious conspiracies, putting out FOIA requests, looking into dropped FBI files. That's why we here in the Hollow Layer trust our ISP to express VPN. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when we're at home, we never go online without using ExpressVPN. That's right. We don't need any more of our information floating around out there. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't be seen with any of the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting it 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption out there. ExpressVPN is also available on all of your devices, phones, computers, tablets, even your smart TVs. So there's no excuse as to why you should not be using something like this when it comes to protecting yourself and protecting your data. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash hollow one, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash H-O-L-O-1, expressvpn.com slash hollow one to learn more. We are back. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going. It is still the afternoon. Still the afternoon. So it's different than recording at night. It is. And today I'm going to bring in a topic that I had kind of, I don't know, I've kind of been interested in it, but kind of also stumbled upon it lately. So we're just going to roll with that as we go. But first, we got to get through all of the business. Check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Search Hollow Sky and you will find us there. Hop on over to any of those and hang out with us. Post memes. Tell us what's happening in your life. Share any kind of conspiracy information you stumble onto on the internet. 
ghost pictures, Bigfoot hunting experiences, whatever your heart desires. We are there to hang out and check it out. If you've got a paranormal experience you'd like to share with us, speaking of which, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow You can use your voice memo app on your smartphone, record your story, and then email it to us at thehollowskypodcast at gmail.com or you can simply just write out your story and email it over to us or hit Steve up on Facebook or whatever you got going on. Either way, we just love to hear your stories. Yeah, most definitely. Get it to us and we will get it out. Um, Make sure you share our episodes and such with all of your creepy friends. Um, Our downloads have been going crazy lately, which is awesome. So keep doing what you're doing, everybody. You guys are awesome. We love you. We appreciate you getting our our little project out there. A bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Hollow Skites. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you're listening if you're listening to us on the apple podcast app be sure to pop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review kind of helps us climb those podcast charts makes us easier to be found when searched for um if you do leave us a five-star rating and a review we will gladly shout you out and tell everyone how much you like us so that's cool um we do have a story to share today which comes from a Reddit user. And it's dope. And I will share it with you because that is what we do. So this comes from Reddit user Gabe DeRade. And this is... Clever. Yeah, I like that. This is his experience. It's titled, My Mom's Voice Was Calling Me From The Woods, But She Was Home. And this is recent, so it's kind of wild. Yesterday, February 15th, I was walking back home after hanging out with some friends. Before anyone asked, I was completely sober and in my right mind. I've never been afraid to walk home alone in the dark. I'm quite tall and intimidating looking from a distance, and I always bring a pocket knife when I know I'll be alone walking in the dark. Anyways, I was walking past the woods on my way back to my house, and I heard my mother's voice call, Gabriel, help, from inside the woods. I immediately recognized her voice and turned to look into the woods, and she kept calling my name over and over. I couldn't see anything. It was far too dark to see through the trees. Mom, I called back, heading toward the woods. She sounded like she was in trouble and scared. I assumed that she had gone for a run like she did every night and somehow got lost in the woods. Then I realized it couldn't be her. She would texted me only 10 minutes before asking me to come home soon to watch my little sister so she could go on her run. I stopped dead in my tracks and called my mom. The voice in the woods still calling my name, getting more frantic by the second. She picked up and I immediately asked her if she was in the woods. She said no and she was back home with my little sister. I swear to God, as soon as she said she was back home, her voice stopped calling my name from inside the woods. I was overcome with a wave of dread and fear that I'd never felt before. Something in the woods was trying to lure me using my mother's voice. And it knew my full name, not just my nickname. Which made things even scarier because the only person who calls me Gabriel is my mom. I immediately turned and ran faster than I've ever ran back home. When I got back home, my legs felt like jello and my lungs burnt. I opened the door and there was my mom sitting on the couch with my sister. I would think it was some sort of prank, but my mom isn't one for pranks. And even if she was, there's no way she could have gotten home before me without me seeing her. My only question is what was in the woods. 
Uh, since a lot of people have asked, I did tell my mom what I heard. She doubted me at first, but I was able to convince her that I was serious. She promised not to run through those woods anymore and not to run at night. There's only one thing I can think of. What is it? The Wendigo. Not good. Not at all. Because you hear, you hear accounts of this same thing happening where people are out in the woods or near the woods and they hear familiar voices or a baby crying, something to that effect. And they learn rather quick, quickly that whatever it is, is trying to lure them deeper and deeper into the woods. Yeah. It, and it uses things that you're familiar with or, uh, trigger elements to make you go into the woods. You know, if you hear a loved one calling for help, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to run. run out there. If you hear a baby crying in the middle of the woods, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go. You're going to go look for it. It's just human nature to try to yep. help things that you're familiar with and things that are helpless. Yeah. And I remember reading a story where they were saying that they heard like a baby crying. And as they went into the woods to investigate, the baby's voice or the cry seemed to be a little bit farther. So they walked a little bit farther. The baby's voice was still a little bit farther. Like it was just slowly but surely reeling them in to where it wanted, you know, it was comfortable with them being. To get them further and further out into the woods. Yeah. So words of advice, don't, don't go following things that don't need to be followed. Good call, Gabe DeRade. You know, uh, not chasing the sound into the woods. Yeah. How, how quick you were on your feet may or may not have saved your life. Yeah. Getting a hold of your mom and uh, that was smart. It's so crazy that it 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 was almost sentient enough to know exactly when you text your mom and she's like, "No, I'm home," and then it's like, Soomp! like busted. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Like if you if you do- dove into that state, is it has it been has it been watching you? Has it been following you, waiting, waiting for an opportunity? Yeah, to take you or. How many times has it seen you walk that path home from your friend's house? Yeah. Or is it something that has the ability to almost sift through your mind and find personal things about you to use against you? It would almost have to, to have mimicked your mom's voice. And then in that, in that note, was it close and was it close enough to your mom to have heard her voice to mimic it? Right. Cause you do hear stories of the Wendigo that it it can almost throw its voice to sound like anybody's voice. Like there, yep. I've heard of encounters of people hearing the voice change to where it would try to dial in on sounding oh, like other people. That would be creepy. Like if it, like if I heard what I thought was kind of like your voice, and then it it was like it just, as you're as you're talking, it's fine tuning. Your voice is yeah. fluctuating, and then finally it hits the key where I'm like, oh shit. And they say they say. That when it calls out to you as some other voice, it's doing that. So when you call back out, it gets your voice. It gets your voice. That's fucked up, dude. Creepy. Because then, if you were to apply that to current uh, scenario, by him call, you know, he had his mom's voice. By him calling out, it had his voice. So essentially, it could have took him. And then later on, when she went looking for him, could have used his voice to lure her into the woods 
and get her. Or even worse, who was she at home with? Yeah. His little sister. Yeah, fuck that. I don't even think about that. Yeah. Keep an eye That's on your scary. little sister, bud. Because if something's out there trying to lure you into the woods, she might not be as quick thinking on her feet if she hears her older brother saying, hey. Yeah, come out here. Dude, that's creepy. That would suck. Um, If you listen to this, Gabe Durade, take some time to look into the history of the woods surrounding your area. If there's any kind of odd occurrences, people missing Stuff of that nature, if there's any kind of history to that, I would definitely look into. Yeah. And I think, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I I feel like most Wendigo stories are more focused to the north. Yeah. The, than, you I know, do down, feel like down they this like way. the cold. The cold, yeah. Dude, and there's, there's descriptions of them being lanky, very thin. Uh, some even have them with, like, uh, antlers on their head yeah either way it is not something you want to run into or it could even be worse than a wendigo it could be something we don't know anything about at all it's true which synchronicity happened and i just stumbled upon this story uh, today or last night actually as i was putting together this episode which it is fucking weird yeah which i'm going to talk about so when I was doing my last calls, um, digging into that that we released, it'll be what three, two, two, three weeks ago now. Something. Look it up. The last calls episode. I kept stumbling onto missing people, which obviously brought up the missing four one one cases, which I also mentioned that episode that um, David Politis is doing and all his research about people that go missing in the woods, and we've all. <laughs> Everybody's been in the woods, right? It's easy to get kind of disoriented. I know, Kyle's in the, you're in the woods all the time. Yeah. Well, I remember playing out in the woods when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's easy to kind of lo- lose your bearings, I guess, when you're out there. It's easy to get turned around. And the more and more I looked at this, the just weirder and weirder it got. Because you have people, you have people in national parks that com- just go completely missing. Just are absolutely completely gone. Just walk off the face of the earth. Then you have people that disappear and are later found. Their bodies are found or they're found in the exact same spot that was searched over and over again. Also weird. Or there's places that they're found that's not even fucking accessible. Yeah, that they shouldn't even be at. (laughs) Miles and miles and miles away. Right. But as I was looking into that, I started stumbling upon accounts of people that think that they could have been victims of whatever is going on in these in the woods basically before you get any farther i've got one question for everybody listening and i'll guarantee you that if you've ever been out in the woods you'll know exactly what i'm talking about shoot what the fuck is with that feeling of always being watched I guarantee Uh, you everybody's had that feeling. I almost feel like it's something ingrained into our DNA as a human to always be, always be on alert, you know? I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because thousands of years ago when we were out traipsing through the woods, we weren't high man on the food chain. No. There was shit out there that wanted to kill us and eat us. So you always had to have that feeling in the back of your mind. That makes sense. You know, you got a saber toothed tiger breathing down your neck (laughs) you're gonna like as you're out there picking berries you're gonna want to be on alert i think it's kind of ingrained but it's also i think the fear of the unknown 
Yeah. Like you're out there, you don't know what's around you. It's just you're, weird because I remember being a kid, you know, going out there with my pellet gun and playing in the creeks and this, that, and the other. But, you know, I do it with a buddy most of the time, but them times you venture out there by yourself. Like when you're with a buddy, you're just like, ah, fuck, you know, it's whatever. But when you're by yourself, that's when it always hit me where I'm like, man, something just don't feel right. Like oh, it yeah. just feels different. So my grandparents own a lot of uh, property, and I always go up there and go mushroom hunting and stuff. And this is just within the last five years. I was up in the same woods, the same acreage that I have traipsed through for the last 30 years, and I got lost for the first time. I got turned around, and it's not even that big of an area. Like it, it's my, it's like 180 acres, so it's not that big. And we, there's trails and roads that go all the way through it, four-wheeler paths and everything. Like markers where you think you know where you are, right? Right. Well, I got turned around somehow. And I can't find anything tangible in my brain to connect as a marker to let me know where I'm at. And I'm like, holy shit, where? I got to the point where I'm like, where am I? Am I in? Am I even in the right patch of woods that I think I'm in? And then all of a sudden, I ha- I'm I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I finally find the road, the field road, and I'm on the opposite side of the field road where I went in at, but I never crossed the field road. That's weird. To get back to where I was, That's you know weird. what I mean? So like I'm on the north edge of the field road, mushroom hunting. I get lost. I'm lost for like an hour walking around and I come out on the south end of the field on the south side of the field road. That's weird. I think one it of these messed days with me bad. I think one of these days we should do a little bit of a investigation versus research because you've talked before about going up in the same general area and and feeling what you labeled at the time the watchers which kind of coincides with this like i don't know there's a part of me and then you've also mentioned about going up there because there's no like no city lights up there and you can see the sky from you know oh, yeah, a, a way so that many stars you don't get to normally see it so that would be cool in itself but to possibly experience the watchers per se could be an experience all its own yeah it is it's kind of creepy i bet i can imagine but it is something that i would be into doing just being able to i don't know either play into your fears or or just i don't know just something to experience in general <laughs> so with that being said we have people who have come forward that think they they were almost victims of whatever is taking people in the woods right so i started digging and i'm finding more and more accounts and um happenings on reddit where people are posting like this this is what happened to me this is what happened to me i also it's kind of crossed over to an article on a mysterious universe of the same nature and a lot of the stories that i found on reddit were already found on uh, mysterious universe so i'm just going to kind of cross reference these two uh reference points as I go through this so it's I don't know a lot of people that hang out in the woods the first one that um, was found by mysterious universe is a reddit user named Rosetta 9 who in July of 2016 was on a yoga retreat in Colorado right so she's just out 
clearing her mind. Smoking weed. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Colorado's rugged, you know. And the trail she was on, that she was hiking on, is well-marked, well-used. It should, shouldn't, she shouldn't have had any complications at all, basically. At one point along the trail, she said she stepped slightly off the trail to look at a sign that had been posted on a tree. At, you know, same, same thing anybody would do. And that's when things got weird. See, that's... It almost seems like that's always when things fucking get weird. Is whenever there's that slight deviation to your normal plan... Like, oh, here's a sign on a tree. Let me go peep it real quick. But it's something you get you two steps into the woods, and you're like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, it's something you wouldn't ever think twice about doing, though. No, for sure. You know? It's just, it's just ironic how just that slight deviation, that slight little cookie crumb out in the woods, just draws you out there, and you're like, well, let's go check it out. And then it's, it's so weird. I'll, I'll read it. I'll, I'll jump into her Reddit post. Okay. She says, I walked maybe five feet off the trail to have a look at a brightly colored sign attached to a tree, which gave me the name of the national forest I was in. I read the sign, turned around to get back on the trail, and literally the trail was not there. I found myself in a different location. How could this be possible? I thought to myself. Then, of course, one begins to panic, thinking things earth when things go so wonky. I calmed myself and circled the area, trying to find the trail or some way to get back on track. But it was not there. I made sure not to wander from the small area I was in, yet I was still searching for a way out. I retracked my, retraced my steps to find the tree with the brightly colored sign, the National Park placard, as a way to reorient, reorientate, I guess you would say, my location. Reorient. But it was not there. The sign in the tree is gone. What? As I walked in the direction I came from, there was a barbed wire fence all around. I then began to get what I can only describe as a very creepy feeling that I was being watched and the panic set in even worse. I knew I must not panic and that I had to stay in the area I was in. I felt as if there was an energy trying to get me to go in a certain direction. But my gut, my, intuit, my intuitive self said, no, do not go there. Then I thought about calling 911 or my husband who was 30 miles away. Not sure if I'd gotten, I could get service, but again, my gut feeling strongly said, no, do not get on your phone. Then in the distance, I began hearing voices of people talking. Oh, good, I thought. I'll call out for help. And I just assumed that if I could hear them, they could hear me. So I started crying out for help, screaming for help as loud as I could. Then I began to have this terrifying feeling that the sound of my voice was going nowhere. The best way, in retrospect, I could describe it is that I was a very small, or that I was very small in a Petri dish being looked at, and the sound of my voice was being muffled. I literally thought to myself at this point, oh, this is how some people go missing. That's when I knew I absolutely had to find a way out. I ran straight away, and there in front of me was a field. So I just began running in the direction of the yoga center. The grasses got taller and taller as I ran and were taller than me in places. It was very dry and hot. It was very dry and hot Colorado summer, but this field was like a marsh or a bog with dips and holes. I was sinking in as if it were quicksand. As I was running, at one point, I badly twisted my ankle. It felt as if I was going in slow motion, but I was running as fast as I could. Eventually, I got to a trail just near the facility. I sat down on a chair by a small lake that is on the property, and I was really in a daze in a confused state as to what I'd just experienced. Mostly, I was just incredibly thankful to be sitting there. I remember, too, my eyes, my eyes were burning badly, almost as if I had been doused with some sort of chemical. For days, they were quite red and still burning. So what the fuck? Yeah. 
Because like that's so weird. I relate related to her story about being so disoriented, and then it it just happens like that. Like you don't know where you're at. Because I was just up there, you know, I was picking mushrooms and I was going here. I was hitting all my normal spots, and then um okay, so I'm at this the normal spot where I always find mushrooms early on. So then I cross around this this little ravine and I come back up over the other side, and I should run into the road. Right. And it's not there. And then you just like everything starts to go wrong. So I totally her panic. I can relate, relate to. to yeah. yeah. Um, there are a couple things that really struck me. You know, she said she went roughly five feet off the trail. That's not far at all. I mean, not far. You could lay down and that's about how far she walked in there. What's even stranger is that five feet off a trail there is a sign telling you what type of what forest you're in. I find that strange too. I'm not saying they don't do that type of shit, but it would be it would make more sense to put it right off the trail where you don't have to leave the trail. Yeah. Um and then she walked away trying to figure out where she was going. She tried to do the intelligent thing, which was go back to her reference point. Yep. And the reference point was gone. Now she she said she had a feeling of something trying to make her go in a direction, which is very, very strange. Which sounds like what we just read about for last week's episode. Yeah, the gin. Yeah, of the uh, army personnel in Afghanistan. Right. Um, and that was even stranger when you were talking about synchronicities just a little bit ago. I'm like... Dude, when we came in here today, we had no fucking clue what we were going to talk about. You told me about the Wendigo story, and then I'm rolling. I'm rolling through different subjects of an abduction and uh, secrets of the Vatican, and, and I just settle on Jen for whatever fucking reason. And then I and stumble then, on that yes. story from Reddit, which kind of ties into these stories from Reddit. Yeah, and you were way off in left field. You weren't <laughs> even close to this subject, and then here we are. So talk about synchronicities, and because- then. That guy said that he had the exact same experience in Afghanistan where what he thought was something predatory was sending into his brain these these series of calmness. Like he said he smelled fresh break, baked bread. And yeah. that if, if in his brain, if he just went that direction... It would have been paradise. He would have been fine. And it's kind of like how she said... Like something was, was pulling trying her. to lure her one direction. And she... Like if... It's almost like it was like, hey, you know what? You could call the police right now. You could call your husband. And she said or she not. knew as soon as she got on her phone, all it would take would be that distraction to either either whatever it was. It made me think whatever it was f- for it to strike or to make her, when she looked at her phone, it could have made her even more lost in the damn woods. See, that was, that was the other thing that struck me strange was she wanted a call, which would have been anyone's first thought. Oh, hell yeah. Thought. But for some reason, her gut was saying, no, don't do this. Why, why, why did you have that feeling? What what possessed you not to make that phone call? Man. That's what kind of strikes me as strange. Well, luckily, she made it out. For sure. Another story I came up upon was a Redditor by the name of Blue Raindrops, which uh, Mysterious Universe also had pulled for this subject. And their story is quite long, but Mysterious Universe kind of um, compiled it together well. So I'm going to go off that. 
this woman and her husband were hiking at Klingsman Dome, which uh, I guess is on the out in a national forest on the outskirts of North Carolina and Tennessee. And it's supposed to be a fairly easy trek. Like it's a super easy little walk. So they made it to the deck, no trouble. And then there's her six-year-old started complaining about having a headache and feeling very hot. So she decided to just carry him back to the car where she could turn on the air conditioning and, you know, kind of get him to calm down and feel better. She said at the time, the area was uncommonly quiet, which in all of these, almost probably 95% of these cases that I see, people talk about the woods going silent. I know. No animals, no wind, no bugs. And as I we said in the last one, what is that a sign of? Yep. Alpha predator. It's very everything strange. Everything wants it everything does not want to be noticed by whatever the hell is in the woods. So it has to be something that they're more afraid of than a human. Right. Because they're chit-chattering about while everybody's there until all of a sudden shit goes quiet. So anyway, um, she says that after it was quiet and devoid of anyone else, she was making her way down the trail, carrying her son, still with an eye shot of the rest of her family. As they walked along, the son was complaining more intensely that his ears and his head were hurting. With the weight of him tying her out, the witness decided to sit down on the rest and rest on the trail. This is when she realized the air around her had went completely silent. No wind, not a fucking thing, she said. It was like someone pressed pause on the entire area. That the forest was holding its breath would be another way that she described it. Um, at this point, she hadn't really attributed it to anything uh, creepy, but it almost made her think that, like a tornado was I- I- imminent. You know, like the calm before the storm? Right, yeah, Is yeah, the yeah. description she made. So, next is a series of the uh, strange occurrences that would play out. So, she states, By now, the hair on my neck is standing up. It's just a general sick feeling I'm getting thinking that a tornado is about to begin and suck us up. I actually started to feel afraid and to look around me and focus on my kid and calming him down. At this point, the area had this ominous, heavy feeling. I can't explain it either. Almost like I was afraid to look because I wouldn't like what I'd see. Like when you're a kid and you're afraid to look under your bed at night or something like that. I know it sounds insane. We'd been there for about 10 minutes or so when I got myself semi together and I had a really strong, almost primal urge to get the hell out and down the trail. I picked up my still crying kid and I literally ran the rest of the way. When we got there, my husband and other child were nowhere to be found. He had the keys, so we had to wait. At this point, uh, it was only our car and two others still there. I assumed these, or I assumed those two were on another pointless or another less easy trail. So I let the little one sit on the hood and prepared for the wait. At this point, I was still feeling the leftover heebie-jeebies from the creepy, creepy quietness when we rested on the trail. But my kid was no longer complaining about his ear or his head. A few seconds later, my oldest son comes running down the same fucking trail we were just on with the sheer look of panic on his face before he turns his head and starts screaming that he found mom and brother. He was followed by my husband not even a minute later. My other son had been visibly crying and my husband immediately started screaming at us about where the hell we had been and if we were okay. Holocult, summer is here. So you know what that means. Paranormal investigations and cryptid hunts abound. 
But before you do that, you're going to need some good clothing. So we're excited to announce another month partnering with Tecovis. I feel like at this point, it's it's mandatory to have amazing clothes while you're out crypto chasing or ghost hunting. Because with Tecovas, every boot you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. And nothing says like you're there for business, like walking in in a pair of snakeskin boots. And with it being summer, like Steve said, they also have some sweet short sleeve moisture wickening pearl snaps that are definitely going to put you on the next level. And if you need to carry some stuff, like all your, your ghost hunting gear, you can use their ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags that are always going to get you where you need to be. And to keep cool, they also have men's and women's straw hats. So you're definitely going to want to check them out. That's perfect for keeping the sun off your head and getting getting sunburn up there. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova stores, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop all the latest styles. I personally am waiting for the cryptid lineup where I can get me a pair of like Loveland Frogman skin boots, maybe some Loch Ness oh, Monster. Oh, yeah. Imagine that Loch Ness boot. Smooth. Smooth. But until then, you can visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And don't go gently, y'all. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I asked him what his issue was, and I told him that I'd sent him a text saying we were resting for a little while off the edge of the trail. Now this is what made my blood run cold. He told me they had been looking for us for over three hours. I called him a liar, and then it probably just felt like three hours. I said we were resting for only 10 minutes, and after checking my phone and his phone and even the clock in the car, it turned out we had really been gone for three and a half hours. Besides this, my husband and other child said that they'd went up and down the paved trail to the viewing deck three or four times while calling mine and my little son's name. This would have been impossible to miss because the sound carries to an extreme at that extreme level in that area. You could yell and be heard a mile away. I promptly turned and asked my little son if he still needed his migraine medicine, and he said the noise making his head hurt was gone and all was fine now. My husband asked him what the noise was, and he said it sounded like a big bumblebee inside his head. We hauled out of there as fast as we could, all the while with my explaining every detail to my husband, who basically told me to just be quiet until we got home and we could talk away from the kids. Needless to say, we haven't been back to that area again, and my husband is no longer a fan of the woods like he used to be. 
That's weird. So, also tying back into the story of the Afghanistan fella. Yeah. What did they say he started hearing out of nowhere? Sounded like a jet plane. That's true, which would be a buzz. Yeah, which would also be what this kid could have been hearing. It's strange. It's very strange. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, me Like, I I mean, I I paused like that because... That's why we're here. You know, the first one... The first one was weird, too. The the thing we forgot to mention, how the girl had something in her eyes, like something did something on purpose. Yeah, and that's that's something that I was going to say. It's almost like whatever whatever phenomenon this is, is trying to manipulate every aspect of of what you're experiencing there. Oh, it's fucking weird, man. And yeah. then it's almost like in this second story, like they literally... It's they were there, but they weren't there. Yeah, which is fucked up. Like they're, because they if you think about time. the gin, and they said the gin live in a parallel universe to us, so it is, it's it's our place, but it's it's not like to where they are. So that's fucking weird. Yeah, it's wow, it's wow. crazy. It's crazy because, like you said, not only not only did they, well, I mean, she never said that she felt like she got lost. She no, was always she just knew where she was edge. at, but it was almost like she's there, but she's not there. Yeah, it's you know, like, because it's here I go with the alternate timelines and different dimensions. It's almost like they bleed together, bleed in and out of one another. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you could be sitting in this timeline right here, Sarah could be in the living room, and the timeline could be right at the door, and she could walk in here, and me and you couldn't be here. That's true. It could just be empty computers. Which would be fucking creepy. But then, and then they were gone for three hours, which has that can be affiliated to fucking abductions, right? I don't know, dude. I don't know. And like, the there's so her, many. The fact that her husband and her kid, and they were petrified, and they walked the trail four or five times. Yeah, I don't know. And how are you not going to hear a first off a husband and your other child, your oldest child, yelling for you the whole time? And on the flip side of that, they're not going to hear. Her and the youngest child with him crying and her trying to calm him down. I don't know, man. That one has a lot of curveballs. Dude, it's almost like whatever whatever is going on, it's manipulating every force around everybody in the woods. Yeah. You know? It's like a supreme being of the woods. So it's fucking creepy. I'm just going to keep rolling off of uh, Mysterious Universe here before I get into the ones that I found because... This is taking a lot longer than I thought. It's awesome, though. So we've got this one here uh, from Reddit user. I'll just spell it out. J-S-S-T-E-A-L-T-H-S-S, who says he's a U.S. Armed Air Force veteran on the East Coast and that um, on this particular day, him and his son had taken decided to go on a hike on another easy, very clear, well-maintained trail with tons of trail markers. And then guess what happened? So they said they were out. Um, They started to begin, or they started to see things that were somewhat off with the trail markers because they were disappearing as they started walking. And then they said the silence hit. No bugs, no birds. Then all of a sudden they saw they heard a loud snap, and this is what happened next. This is where shit got surreal. As I look back, I noticed that the trail 
I was walking on lost in or I noticed the trail I was walking on lost all sense of familiarity. There were trees. I didn't see certain plants I knew for sure weren't there before. But regardless, I kept my composure and stared deeply into the woods to see what made the snapping sound. I scanned the area and didn't see any life forms, but for some reason, my eyes started to fixate on a particularly unnerving dark section of the forest. For whatever reason, my entire body started locking up, and every single alarm bell in my head was pinging. No matter how hard I tried to focus on this dark patch, I couldn't see shit. I had the weirdest sensation of being able to see each individual branch and plant in high detail, but I couldn't focus on the scene overall. It was super blurry. I also felt my internal fight or flight mechanism flipping between the two decisions faster than a coin on a coin toss. I stood there for what felt like an eternity trying to figure out why my senses were not working anymore. The instinctual part of my brain was screaming that there was something there, but I could not observe it. Whatever little light was in the area seemed to bend around this one central point, someone like, somewhat like a cloaking device works. It was a minor distortion, but enough to make it strangely obvious. Then I noticed how I hadn't heard a peep from the forest the entire time, and I was feeling exceptionally cold even during the 85-degree weather. I could not shake the feeling of impending doom, probably what one feels when they are on their deathbed. I felt exceptionally vulnerable because I was not armed and... Uh, I was not armed and bad, no way of dealing with whatever the hell was out there. Eventually, I was able to snap out of my trance briefly to look down at my son. I saw that his body was contorted around his seat, frozen, staring exactly at where this anomaly was with his mouth agape and his eyes wide and dilated. That's when I knew that I wasn't hallucinating and that we needed to get the hell out of there. I took advantage of my brief moment of clarity and ran like the wind with my son in tow. I looked back only once and saw that my boy was still looking toward the area but not frozen in place anymore. It took all but a couple of minutes to get past the tree line and onto the main road. For whatever reason, I broke down and started crying. My son looked at me like I was crazy. But anyways, I had never felt such sheer terror over what seemed like nothing in my entire life. I hadn't felt that way at all at any point in my life, in fact. The feeling that my son and I were completely vulnerable and I wouldn't have been able to defend either of us. I also never had that distinct feeling of being able to see things perfectly, yet not being able to register it in my head. My morbid curiosity wanted me to revisit this place equipped with a firearm and a GoPro to record any events that would arise, but I'm still trying to get over the previous experience now. I've been in scary situations before, but this trumps anything that I've ever experienced. This story is kind of like the the first story because the girl in the first one had what she you know claimed as a burning sensation in her eyes, yada yada yada. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but if I looked down on my son and I saw that his pupils were fucking dilated, staring at this the same spot that I was staring, I would be concerned. And it's almost because it's daylight and your pupils should not be like all the way dilated. No. And it's so like it's a drug in the air or something. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Like like it affects every it affects every aspect of of the woods of your of of your senses of everything that you're in you're around. And you think about the two other stories about it trying to draw it to a certain spot maybe this was the focal spot that dark spot that they're focusing on because they said they were both like in a trance yeah which would which could explain people with the missing time if you're standing there in a spot and it's got you locked in 
you may not you may not realize it's been three hours right you know i don't know it's straight and it, it could account for people just randomly disappearing you know just being in that trance and just walking off yeah walking and then fuck, who knows where you end up but what happens if they would have got to the dark the dark spot uh, we probably we it would probably be, be a missing person case. a different story so the next one that Mysterious Universe covers is actually the first one that I found when I was digging my into it my own, which is kind of cool because it's from Illinois, which is where we're from. Awesome. So up in state, it's up in Starve Rock State Park, which I know I've got a lot of Indian artifact buddies that go and like to hike in parks and stuff, and I'm pretty sure some of them have been to Starve Rock. So shout out to all you guys up that way if you've seen anything weird. Holler. Holla. So this is by Reddit user Justa33556, who had an encounter while hiking with his girlfriend at Starve Rock State Park. Um, he says he came across an area where trees had branches broken off about eight feet up in the air, which they both thought was weird, making it still even stranger so was an unshakable, unshakable sensation that he was being watched, which goes hand in hand again Absolutely. with every other encounter we've had. They continued to walk and even see other hikers in the area, but he could not determine where the persistent intense sensation of being watched was coming from. That's when this happened. Every time I would walk forward, it felt like someone was behind me, so I kept turning back around to go check. I told the girlfriend to go in front of me, and I let her go about 20 feet in front. So I turned around not more than 30 seconds since the last time I'd looked, and there was this woman coming up on me fast. It was bizarre. She was walking when I first spotted her, but her speed was much faster than her gait would take her. It was like she was on one of those people-moving escalators at the airport. She was just coming up so fast. I glared at her, and she stopped when her eyes met. She gave her a look like, what the F are you doing? Or I gave her a look like, what the F are you doing coming up on me like that? She looked completely normal like a Chicago-style lady, mid-50s, bright red winter coat, etc., in hindsight, two things stood out. There was no sound. No footsteps, no rustling in the woods, no bugs, nothing before I saw her. At the speed she was moving, she would have had to have been sprinting hard, but I didn't hear her footsteps. She wasn't breathing hard, and her gait was just a walking gait, not running. But she was moving toward me at a running speed. She, when she stopped, we were no less than 20 feet from each other. The next thing that stands out is her features. She had no distinguishing features her, in her hair, skin, or clothes. No shadowing, skin hues, dimples, etc. As a former criminal investigator, I know to look for distinctive markings. There were none. Even her clothes were a uniform color, yet indistinct in any way. It was like she just stepped out of a department store. After us staring at each other for a bit, I felt like I got my point across. She had her head cocked back and to the left and looked at me from the corner of her eyes, slightly alarmed like a you-caught-me look. So after I made my point, I turned around and continued walking. The girlfriend had not seen her and had continued walking as well. I took about three steps, then realized there was no way she could have came up from that group of people um, in 30 or so seconds since I'd looked back. There was also nowhere for her to come from on either side that wasn't visible for hundreds of feet. So I said to myself, no way, and spun back around, and she was gone. Simply vanished. I checked the group way behind us. No one with a red coat. No one else was around. There were no sounds. 
other than my footfalls and that woman had just vanished. No drugs or alcohol were involved and both are prohibited in my line of work. It took us about 10 minutes to reach the car uh, for the remainder of the walk. I did not feel like I was being stared at or followed. I'd never been back there and I'm never going back there since. That, that there's one line in there that fucked me up. Yeah. Whenever he said she looked like she had been caught. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Because he's like, you know, she had her head cocked, but had that look like I just caught her. Busted. You know, and I don't know, it just made me, it was very ominous the way that I, I like, because you're reading it and I'm picturing it all in my head. Like, I'm playing it like a movie. And then he, it's almost like he realized, like, you were about to get me. Yep. And now that I know you're here, it's almost like you can't touch me or something to that effect. And I don't know. Like, I'm on to you. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, I can't, you know, I'm not supposed to be seen. I got to get out of here. Which, I mean, it, it just makes you wonder if it's, if that wasn't, if that was just being used as like a, as bait or a decoy or something, not that that specific woman in red was after him, but it was just enough to get his attention to where maybe if she would have started like taking off into the woods, he would have followed her possibly. Maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. They're just, it's just, it's so weird. There's one woman. It's even stranger how the, the girlfriend didn't see her. Yeah, and and that was just the summarized version that was posted on Mysterious Universe. If you look at their uh, case from Reddit, it states that there is a whole group of hikers behind them further back. Right. And because that was his initial thought, was this woman is trying to get our attention running up on us from, from this group of hikers. But then after he turns around, she's nowhere to be found, and she's not in the group of hikers. She's just gone. That's fucking weird, man. Which all it plays into, like it, like everything's it can, attributing to, to like that feeling you get in the woods, and then dead silence. And this is like the second or third description that I've caught that said not even the bugs, yeah, are making a noise. Yeah, it's crazy. Mysterious Universe has one more here that I'm going to read off, and then I've got a couple other if it, others if we have time that aren't as in depth, but they all kind of tick all the boxes. So if not, we will definitely revisit this topic because it is fascinating. Okay, another ominous experience that happened to a Reddit user, B73086, while on a family annual camping trip in a remote lake called Lake Alamanor in Lasser County, California. Lassen County, California. So if any of our California listeners have been up to Lake Alamanor, get at us and let us know if you've felt anything weird, seen anything weird, because we would love to hear it. So on this day, her and her cousin had decided to hike along a, along a creek that went through a densely forested area. As they made their way through the wilderness, they became aware of a faint rhythmic sound reminiscent of someone beating on a drum. It was weird, but they kind of just shrugged it off and continued on their way. However, as they hiked along, the drumming sound seemed to get louder and closer. They became increasingly unnerved by it. That's when they would have a truly surreal experience, of which she states... The drumming became noticeably louder. It was coming from all around us in the same steady dull beat. It kind or it had kind of a droning quality, and soon I could begin to feel it vibrating in my ears, thudding alongside my heart inside my body. That was when things began to feel very weird. I no longer felt uneasy, but instead instead I felt this deep peace, like I was asleep and dreaming. 
I kept putting one foot in front of the other and climbing the mountain, but it was like I was in a trance, not making the decision to continue, but instead being drawn upwards. We kept walking in total silence for a long time, that sound pounding and getting louder. We we reached a place where a waterfall tumbled down from a rock ledge, maybe six feet overhead. It was an easy walk up and around to get to the next tier of the creek, but I stopped, and my cousin stopped near me. In a daze, we looked at the beautiful pool at the foot of the falls. It was dripping with ferns and moss, and the bottom formed a small color and the bottom were formed by small colorful stones. The beat was faster now, close and enveloping, but seeming to still come from nowhere. I looked at the falls and felt an intense longing to walk above them and to continue on forever up the mountain to see all the beauty beyond it. We were still for such a long time until finally my cousin said, I think if we keep going, we won't ever come back. When I looked at her, I felt the same thing, and I felt a splash of of adrenaline. We turned and started back down the mountain. As we descended, the foggy feeling began to clear, and the beat began to fade. I felt more and more urgent, a more and more urgent need to get away. Finally awake, I was covered in goosebumps, and I was leaping and tripping over things as fast as I could go. We passed a big root system, and we both simultaneously said thank you, and we began laughing nervously. As we finally hit the meadow and started to relax, I laughed and said something like, wow, we have really big imaginations. Finally, we crossed the meadow and stopped to turn around to look back. Just then, a loud, sharp, unmistakable whop echoed down the mountain, W-A-H-P, whop, uh, emanating from exactly where we'd been. Every hair in my body stood up, and I knew, I just knew, that if I hadn't turned around at the waterfall, we would have never left the mountain again. We ran back to camp as fast as we could. And then once again, you have the the description of being drawn somewhere, drawn to a focal point. Yeah. You know, and then for whatever, it's I don't know why, but it's almost like some of these people have the rare ability to fight whatever's drawing them, you know, because if it wasn't for the cousin saying, I feel like if we go up there, we may never come back, That it sounded like the one girl telling the story was just going to keep going. Yeah, it's that's wild. Uh, man, it is very, very strange. And it's like all, it's all auditory and visual. Like it affects everything, you know? Yeah. Like from the the loud whop or yop or whatever the sound that was that they heard to the drums, like the drums just kept, it's almost like it kept a rhythm of their time. Like keep going, keep going, right. keep going, keep following. Or something to help put them deeper in the trance that it was, you know, they were in. Yeah, it's just ah, it's so strange. And there are there are tons and tons and tons of experiences that are similar. Um what else do I have here? Um uh, here's find, one find a relatively short one. We'll end on that and then we'll do more research and find more of these stories and revisit it again down the road yeah, because I, I really enjoy I saved this, this one because I was just it just was familiar. This is posted by Redditor uh was one two three four ten months ago this said i stumbled across this sub about two months ago and some of the stories reminded me of the time that i became lost in a familiar area i was about 14 at the time and hunting in the mountains of pennsylvania somewhere around huntington um i don't exactly remember where it was as it was 25 years ago i'll try to describe the terrain at first the cabin we used to go to was at the top of a mountain only accessible by a dirt road after driving several miles up you'd come to the top of the mountain and the road would circle around and in back where you started. 
So one way up and one way down. The road itself was wide enough for one and a half cars, so you'd have to pull over sometime to let oncoming vehicles pass. I left the cabin by myself in the afternoon and walked down the driveway. I turned left on the road and walked maybe a half a mile, then turned right into the woods and walked down the mountain. No road to a spot that I've hunted before. It was probably a quarter of a mile to a half a mile down the mountain. Eventually, I reached my spot and had a large number of boulders and deer paths weaving around them. I sat there for a while and saw nothing and decided to head back up now. Now, the area I was in was really steep, no doubt about that, so it would naturally take a lot longer to climb up than walk down. I was hiking and hiking, and it seemed to be taking longer than usual, but I thought nothing of it. After another hour and a half, or another half hour to 45 minutes of walking, however, I started to get nervous. It was getting dark, and I surely or and surely I should be coming up on the dirt one of the dirt roads soon. The sun kept setting and I kept going. No road. It was dusk now and I thought that there's no way I was down that far that it should take me this long. How the fuck did I miss the road? No way no way I missed the road. Literally there's no possible way for me to miss it. It circles around the entire top of the mountain. Now it's dusk and I decide that maybe somehow maybe I just walked over it. I head back down the mountain for 15-30 minutes. Nothing. At this point, I'm scared. How am I missing the road? I'm getting pissed at myself trying to rationalize my position, trying to slow down and think this out. So I head back up. Now it's dark. I had a flashlight as well as a pin light. And there was enough amber-colored light to see obstacles so I wouldn't trip and hurt myself. After walking back up for some time, I just sat down. I was alone with a shitty light and had no idea where I was. That's when I noticed it. The nothing. Nothing was making noise. Nothing was moving. At that point, I decided to go back down the mountain the entire way. There was a small ravine I'd have to climb out of, but I thought that was the only way to walk down the mountain and hit civilization. I walked for maybe a half an hour down, and I came across the road. I was literally in shock. There's no way I missed the road. To this day, I cannot believe that I missed the road that many times. I guess it is possible, but it seems like based on the amount of time walking, I should have crossed it well more than once. And if I did, I should have noticed it. Another synchronicity of being drawn up a mountain. It's And then the nothing, you know, hearing nothing. Yeah, it just makes it's uh-huh. it just it's it like I, the only way I can explain it is that it pl- it plays on all of your senses. Yeah, it's, it's it almost disorients like it you. Drugs you. It's just crazy. It like drugs you and puts a veil over you, so you can't see what's right in front of you. Oh man, it's strange. It's super interesting and and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I found I won't read the whole entire story, but it kind of makes me think of it entrancing you. There was a filmmaker. An independent filmmaker that dropped everything and just ran off into the woods, and they haven't they haven't found him since. He's been completely gone. Um, so uh, redditor <laughs> peanut butter jelly <laughs> posted this four months ago. Uh, since last year, I've been following a strange disappearance of Terrence Woods Jr., a talented young documentary filmmaker who was in the woods of Idaho filming abandoned gold mines for the Discovery Channel on an 11-person crew, including a couple of locals, on a cold, damp fall day. There's some discrepancy whether Terrence, who had previous film credits, was on that day as one of the filmmakers or one of the crew. 
They had just finished shooting and were wrapping up for the day when Terrence, who according to the others had been, had been unusually silent for a few hours, approached a ridge of land a little way from the group that dropped st- steeply down away down a hillside to the forest below. He stood there for a moment, then to everyone's shock, without a word, he dropped the two-way crew radio he was holding and took off running top speed. He went hurtling over the ridge, down the hill, still at a breakneck pace, raced into the thick woods at the bottom and disappeared. It happened so fast, the rest of the crew didn't pull themselves together and to react until Terrence was out of sight in the trees. At first, they thought it was a joke and called for him, and when he didn't come back, they went looking. It was getting dark and starting to freeze. They thought maybe he'd come out on the main road on the other side of the woods. The group drove it looking for him. When there was no signs of Terrence anywhere, they reported him missing, and a search was instituted, but later called off when the weather worsened. Since that day, there hasn't been a trace of Terrence Woods. Searching hasn't found anything, although the woods he ran through are large, there's no guarantee he ran straight for the road. He could have veered off in any direction, and that's a lot of territory that could hide his remains. No one can be found who had a motive to hurt him. No one can explain what made him take off running. The police have no leads at all. Terrence's family, who are very close-knit, insist that he was fine the last time they had communicated with him the morning of the shoot. He was a disciplined young man not giving to impulse with no history of mental illness and that he would never leave a budding career that he loved and a family he loved who had loved him just as much. Terrence's father thinks that someone, for some reason, may have kidnapped his son or that something fatal happened to him that day and the other members of the film crew are covering it up. So... That, like, I don't know that it's necessarily tied into the rest of the stories, but how fucking weird is that? Because at first I thought, man, he's an independent filmmaker. It sounds like this is the beginning of some sort of Blair Witch kind of documentary. But then I started digging deeper and I'm finding news report after news report after news report of this kid going missing and not being found. So the thing that gets me tied into the rest of this stuff is that he was looking into the woods, just standing there, and then he dropped everything and dead sprint beeline down this hill right into the forest, which makes you think about the dad and his son who was staring directly at that yep. spot in the woods. If they would, if he wouldn't have broke his gaze, what, what could have kept them from straight beeline running right, right into whatever it was? Because whatever this thing is, clearly can affect all aspects of your reality your sense you know what i mean for sure and that and people talking about how it's drawing them in direction we don't know what he was looking at down there no not at all it could have been anything and you know i don't buy what the dad was talking about how you know something may have happened and the crew covered it up that's that's 11 people to be on the same page with a possible murder or accident. Yeah, at the very least, a kidnapping. And that's that's a lot of people to not fuck a story up. That's what I'm saying. You know? You know there was at least one good two-shoe up in that bitch. Yeah, one squealer. <laughs> but, yeah, so, the like, there are, there are a ton of cases like this. People, granted, this one wasn't one that got away, but I just felt like I should have put it in there because... It, it has witnesses of him just being just dropping everything and just sprinting to the woods. So if you look into missing 411, you'll get a lot of people that you'll find a lot of people that go missing in the woods. 
No explanations, no reasons. And these just seem to be a few cases that I stumbled across that seem to have snapped out of the trance before they became missing peoples. So if anybody has been in the woods and had a similar uh, experience, please hit us up and let us know. For sure, that's awesome. Because it is bizarre. It'll definitely make you question whether or not you want to go traipsing through the forest. Yeah, I was going to say, be safe when you're out in the woods, people. Yeah, so we're going to wrap that up. Uh, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, definitely call us, email us with any paranormal experience you got. And until we meet again, just stay the hell out of the woods. It's as easy as that.